No, Bardo uh, One. Oh, do they? I haven't. Uh, yeah. I haven't heard that much about it. Well, here, let's let's before we deviate. Why don't we go ahead and get started here? And we can do that by me saying that this is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number one hundred and forty-one. I am, of course, your usual host, Jared, and today we are running pretty light. I got Mr. Doug Wilson with me. Hey, Eisenhower is a good president, and Utah State University sucks balls. Ooh, that's good. That's good. And I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. It's like 95 degrees here, but I'm still not in Utah State University, so I'm good. <laughs> we're, uh, we're, your, we're your happy trio today. Uh, we're going to keep it light and simple. I want to circle back to what you're saying about Battlefield One. I haven't heard a lot about it, but I know that it just went through the the like kind of beta phase. You were saying people were dissatisfied with it. Yeah, the um, the feedback that I've seen on it hasn't been positive. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, they I mean, feel they feel it's too simplistic, and you know the words "boring" were thrown around. Here's here's a question. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's simplistic. Did either of you play Battlefront? Uh, no. Because it's very, very light. It's very stripped down. There's not really a whole lot going on in it. Uh, it's just a really simple, like, point over there and shoot your gun until something's dead. Like, it's just, it, it doesn't have a lot to it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a kind of design philosophy that they carried over into the Battlefield series. Like, that would that would make sense to me. I believe that the, the really high-rated player that uh, Jay and I know essentially called it a reskin of hardline mm-hmm. uh so you know that's not yeah not that's, necessarily a good thing that's not a good sign definitely not um we were just talking about the uh the specs that are required because i think they released them today the desired specs uh do you guys want to should i run through them real quick do you want to know what they are let's do yes. it here hang on i'll pull it up hopefully their website doesn't make any noise um <laughs> So minimum, uh, they are looking for no lower than Windows 7, but recommended. They would, of course, enjoy for you to have Windows 10. Uh, processor. So wait, my Windows ME box isn't going to work? Your Windows ME box is not going to work. Uh, Windows, That's stupid. Windows Vista is a, is a no-go, uh, but 7 is. As long as it's 64-bit. If you have 32-bit, no dice. Uh, processor, they are looking at, for AMD, the lowest will be an FX... 6350 for uh intel it'll be a core i5 6600k but they do recommend an i7 of 4790 um or for amd they recommend a 8350 wraith i think so i don't get it i've seen this game why do they want me to have a supercomputer i mean it's a really good looking game like it, it always is frostbite is just kind of an amazing engine in general and then this is supposed to run on the ps4 the uh yeah and i mean the 4790 that's i don't remember what bridge that is but i think it's it's one older than than the current uh the current bridges that we're looking at i don't i haven't kept up to date on this but i believe skyline or sky lake sky something that's the current ones and uh, skylanders the <laughs> the i7 is the is the generation before that yeah skyline. skylander so what you do is you just take your computer and you just throw a bunch of spiros in there and then it'll just figure the rest out. It'll sort it out. I mean, it's just if you look at like the Steam hardware server they have, most people don't even like. I think they have i fives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
It's the uh, it's the graphics card that I'm really hung up on, but let's run through it here. So memory, they want 8 gigs of RAM, uh, but they recommend 16. Uh, the graphics card, they want... Let's just do the NVIDIA, because no one buys Radeons. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> they want a GTX 660 for a minimum, which that's reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, even I, even my last card was above that. Uh, but their recommended is the GTX 1060, which is... I think a pretty pricey card. I could be wrong about that, but uh, oh no, the, the, never mind. The 1060 is not bad. They they're about 200 bucks. Uh, I guess, but isn't it like the same as buying a 980 Ti? I think it is. Yeah, it might even be comparable in some ways to a lower card. As than far that. as I saw in the benchmarks, they are very close. Yeah, Nvidia is real sneaky with a lot of that shit. So I, it it might even just be you know the same card with like a new stamp on it. Know that we are not accusing Nvidia of that, uh, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying they've been caught. Yeah. They've been caught doing Nvidia. things like that before. So, uh, DirectX 11. Uh, compatible video card or equivalent, uh, online connection requirements, 512 kilobit per second or faster internet connection. I think everyone should be good on that front. Uh, and then hard drive space, they want 50 gigs. And that is what Battlefield it's... 1 will set you back. I don't know, man. It's It reminds me a lot of, like, like I was saying before the podcast, it reminds me a lot of when uh, Call of Duty goes, one of like you know, a supercomputer, and it turns out that you didn't need anything close to those requirements. I mean, but like I was saying, uh, you know, this game at least looks good. Call of Duty Ghosts looks like ass. Like, I mean, it was a last-gen game, so it, it for was. its time, it was all right. It, it was. Well, it was on last-gen, but, like, I played it on a PlayStation 4, if I remember right. So, you know, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I consider it a last-gen game. It wasn't like, you know... Is that our official stance if it launched on both? So, like, Titanfall. Is Titanfall last-gen game? No, that's a current-gen game. But I think Ghost, uh, it, uh, to me, it seemed like they just developed it for the seventh generation. They were like, oh, we're going to have the other one. Let's just fucking, I don't know, so it's put on a, one it's more on a, shader in. It's on a per-case basis, though, right? Right. So we have to take each game for their own merits. And sit them down and be like, "All right, current yeah, like, gen." They added another coat of textures, and they they called it next gen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's see. I was going. Oh yeah, let's let's leave Battlefield unless you guys have some burning thing that you want to talk about with Battlefield. But I uh, doubt that. No, it's just that it doesn't look very good, and it looks like the requirements are bullshit. Uh, there you go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about emails because we got one this week. Why don't we uh, yeah. why don't we run through this? Uh, this email comes from I don't has he emailed the podcast before? He might have. Uh, yes, yes, this yes. Email, several times. This email comes from our good friend Parker, uh, who writes to us to say hello, enemy slime. It is me, your number six fan. I come to you today with a small but tasteful selection of questions for you to answer. Uh, let's just go through them one by one, I guess. Uh, number one, you have already covered your favorite games and the games you hate the most on the podcast. Rather than focusing on the best or the worst, what are some games that you guys think are really underrated or have been unfairly ignored by the general population? The hidden gems, if you will. Uh, did either of you have any thoughts there? I made a comment saying that like, I thought it was actually surprisingly difficult to think of anything. Um, but I don't Terra know. Terra Enigma. I don't know. If it, Terra Enigma? Yeah. Shit, that's digging back. 
Yeah, so you're right because I don't think I ever played Terra Enigma. I don't know about you, Doug. Of course, you. I, I always tried to find a ROM and I never could find one. That oh, really? was English, and I always had a sort of hard time finding it. Hmm. And I think by the time I found it, I was like, I was already kind of starting to not like JRPG stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is a really good one, though. I guess I understand that. Uh, um, let's see what, what can I pull from the Warriors game for the PS2 was really good. I really enjoyed it, and nobody else seemed to like it. That was a Rockstar one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's. Uh, I think that was like critically acclaimed, but I don't think it was a particular success with people. I think just because the Warriors aren't really uh, kind of a big thing anymore. Uh, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's not a franchise that resonates with anybody. I mean, it's a movie that certainly is the '80s every second of every day. However, I will say it's only a matter of time before Hollywood tries to reboot it, and the Warriors all do like extreme sports. You know? No, man, that's already passed. Like they're not, not a, DJs. They're not a street game any, anymore. Now they're DJs. Oh God, Lucio, I hate you. That's even worse. They go, they go to a dance-off instead of going to a gang meeting. That's even fucking worse. <laughs> that sounds good. What's wrong with that? Yeah. It's going to be like Step Up. Calvin or Harris. I hope they get real DJs to play them. I want like Calvin Harris to be one of them and like Avicii to be the other. And uh, Tiesto? And Tiesto. Yeah, I see. This just shows how fucking... Skrillex is the leader they kill. Yep. This is how out of touch we are because we just served up like probably the least popular... DJs now, uh, DJ Roomba. I also thought when you said Skrillex, you said Square Enix, and uh, that'd be a sh- <laughs> that's a shitty DJ too. Any any other games come to mind that uh, uh, if, we're, if we're talking about hidden gems, we gotta we gotta give it to Final Fantasy VII. I mean, uh, that's true. That no one knows a, about that. That is an unappreciated one. Um, I'm ho- I'm hoping that when they do it, the justice that it will surely receive with the remake, that that'll expose kind of a new generation of players to it. Because, um, you know, I was talking to like an eight-year-old boy the other day and he had no idea what it was. I was like, that's like so for sad. Me, for me, the PS2 has a bunch of like really good games that nobody seemed to give a fuck about. Mm-hmm. Like PsyOps. That was pretty good. I remember PsyOps. Um, uh, Oh man, shit! Free. Here's here's one for you guys. Do you guys remember Siphon Filter? Siphon Filter, yeah, that was good. The series, because those were pretty good uh, little stealth games. But like Splinter Cell came out, and Metal Gear Solid came out, and then like we just yeah. never saw Siphon Filter uh, ever they again. They couldn't beat. That's and, the problem. The thing is, they were underrated, but they also weren't that good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um. What about you, Doug? Is there anything... Uh... I think I got rid of my snarky answer. So I guess... I, I think Jay might agree with me if he was here. It's Front Mission 3 for the original PlayStation. That, that game was, was dope. That's like the uh, the tactics RPG, but you're giant robots, right? Yeah, and you gotta get like little robot parts, and, and that game was dope. I always wanted that game, but I don't know if I ever had it. I have like... Mem- I, can, I can visualize it really well, but I don't feel like I owned it. Um, I I think it was pretty hard to find. I actually have a, a, a copy for the PlayStation. I didn't do an emulator or anything for it, but oh, wow. I I couldn't imagine finding it like now. Yeah, yeah, that seems like that's probably. Oh man, speaking of that, Son of the Enders for the Game Boy Advance, the original one. What? 
the original Son of the Enders for the Game Boy Advance. On the Game Boy ta- Advance. It was a strategy RPG. What? <laughs> yeah. I've That's never not even how I remember Zone of the Enders. I've never even heard of this. Are you serious? Zone of the Enders was a PlayStation 2 game. No, my friend. What uh, the fuck? Zone of the Enders, is it the Fist was of based Mars? on on another game by Kojima that he did before, like Konami locked him into the Metal Gear dungeons. I mean, you're right. Tur- turn-based strategic mecha combat on it the is Game Boy Advance. Fist of Mars, that's the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking at. I've never even heard of this I before. I spend like a hundred hours on this thing. Isn't this just like a, a game, a tactics advance ripoff? It is, but it's a really good one. And, you know... It's got giant robots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to yeah. look into that because I like the tactics advance games, so I'll take a rip off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're really good. Um, did Kojima actually have something to do with this one, or I don't think so. This was before he was involved. Yeah. Weird. I've never heard of this. It before. wasn't actually Konami that did it. It was another company, and Konami just kind of like stole it as, as they do. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what you said and say that that is underrated uh, to the point where I did not know it existed. So can't get much more underrated than that. Like I can get even deeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like what? what How about you got? this? Dark Sun, Wake of the Ravager. Dark Sun. That's not the one where you have to. Uh, no, that's Bok Choy. Or no, not Bok Choy. <laughs> What's the game? What? What's the game where you have to? Uh, you actually have to like take it outside. Do you remember what I'm talking about? It had like a solar panel in it, and if you no, didn't, no, no, if you didn't no, play no. it outside. Dark Sun. Dark Sun Wake of the Ravager is a computer RPG based... It's it's a DOS computer RPG. Um, sure. Based on a campaign setting for the second edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Baktai. That's the game I'm thinking of. Where you had to play uh, it. You had to play it in the sun. That was uh, Kojima. Kojima produced that one. Fucking weird. It is because of this game that I learned how to use virtual machines. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, you... Uh, okay, I guess... Does Lucio win for obscure shit? Yes. Um, <laughs> any, award. Anything else from you, Doug? Or is that... Uh, is that I'll a stop, man. That, that's all I can think of. That's all he's anyway, got. He's got Front Mission 3. Um, to be fair, though, before we continue, Dark Souls Week of the Ravager was a really good game. I mean, it's, it's a 1994 DOS game. So, you know, it's not super good, but it had a lot of the makings of games like Baldur's Gate and Fallout 2. It was kind of like the prototype for that. I'm gonna, uh, uh, and back then, it kind of like blew me away. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it was... You know, you didn't see stuff like that in the 90s, right? Like, an RPG was like a JRPG. You didn't have to, like... Right. Run around and create your own character. So, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think Michael would pick? Um, a cup and a ball? Cup and a ball. Uh, yep. Hopscotch? Hopscotch. Hopscotch. Yeah, that's probably it. Um... God, what else? What else would Michael pick? Um, you know that game when you have like the stick and you have a ring? Yeah, I was just about to say, I feel like we've talked about hoop and stick several times. <laughs> I think hoop and stick would be a big one for him. Um, Maybe working in a factory when you're <laughs> 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, stamping license plates. I don't know. Probably something like He's that. He's so old. I do have uh, the, the first game that came to mind here kind of led me to a string of games that I want to submit. Uh, and after Shinji Mikami directed Resident Evil 4, he went on to either direct or produce three really good games 
that not a lot of people have played. Like they're they're appreciated, I think, and uh, they they have fan bases for sure, but not a lot of people messed with them. And in order, they were God Hand, uh, yeah, from Clover, uh, mm-hmm. Vanquish from Platinum, yeah. and Shadows of the Damned, which was um, he didn't direct that one; he just produced. It was it. Suda. Suda directed that one, but he definitely was involved in it. Suda had something to do with it. I don't think he. Dir- Su- I think no, he Suda- wrote it. I think he wrote yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's very Suda though. Like you know, having the boner gone and all that shit. That's just fucking uh-huh. Suda. Yep, yep, yep. That's the uh-huh. weird shit I'm talking about. I've I've played those three, but I think I think you're right. Like. So one of the things that I always tell my clients when I go visit them, you know, at my job mm-hmm. is you don't understand who your client is, who your customer is, right? Because mm-hmm. you are in this bubble of financial institutions and you know all the rules and you know how everything works. But, you know, your customer is probably like some 86 year old like maid who doesn't understand what a card is. Right, so right. I think. When we get into these discussions, we're kind of forgetting that a large number of the population has no fucking idea what a god hand is. <laughs> That's true. That's so, true. I mean, I think you are right on that sense that those, I, I played all three of them and I love them, but I think that you are right that most people probably haven't even heard about it. Like, I see God hand get a lot of love on like Reddit. But that's an enthusiast right. site. Like if I exactly. went if I went to work and asked the guy who I had a I had a weird number of people that I that I know in person who were getting like No Man's Sky and who knew about No Man's Sky and um none of them know what God Hand is, for sure. Exactly. And even if I told them and showed them, I don't think they'd be interested. I think they'd be like and by that same token, just about anything Clover did, uh so even like Okami. I know Okami gets mm-hmm. a, a lot of love. Um that's but, true, but I think it's a. I think in in some degree it's an underappreciated or or underloved uh, title. And if, I mean, if it that was sold very little. So. If, if that wasn't true, we would have Okami two and three, and we'd hate exactly. it, and we'd be sick of it, and it would probably the way the industry works, it would be a first person shooter by now. <laughs> a dog would like. <laughs> like I don't know why they did this. Uh, no, actually, forty-seven in its muscle. You know, it'd either be that, or they'd be aiming for like a Dark Souls. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, a survival, procedurally generated survival game. Mm. Procedurally generated survival. Hey, how about this? Why don't we throw it in VR? Yes, why let's, not? Let's do that, too. Can we have a card mechanic? Oh, that's good. Yes. That's good. Yeah, deck building. With a, that you need a tying phone up in order to fully use. Oh, Amat- God, this Amat- game sounds good. Amaterasu has to use her phone to build <laughs> the best deck possible. Deck. Can can there be some sort of like time gating mechanic that we can get rid of with real money? So you I, can change your cards uh, unless you wait an hour. Yeah, or you pay like ninety nine cents. Right. So you you buy the packs, but you can only open one pack of cards uh, every thirty minutes unless you buy a a token to use the pack sooner. How about but that? You have to buy you have to buy a third another currency to buy the token to open the pack. Ooh, that's good. That's good, and it's never in a denomination that will give you money back. Right. See, guys, we get business. So anyway, <laughs> um, I, I think you're right that nobody probably knew all these games and nobody played it. Um, there, there's uh, to be a, a huge group of people who own like consoles, mm-hmm. and basically. What did that was a cycle. The cycle was they play Call of Duty, 
until FIFA came out. And then they will play FIFA until Call of Duty came out. And then they will play Call of Duty until FIFA came out and so on forever. Yeah. And I mean, those people, you know, and, uh, that's like 80 percent of the gaming industry. I think that's I think that's probably true. And I think it's why so many people get frustrated because they see, you know, these other games pull in these huge numbers and they say, well, why can't we? And it's just, you know, to some degree, it's like people don't do it because it's good they just do it because it's what they've always done and it's what their friends have right so. and it's what their friends have and yeah i mean it's that kind of stuff uh, i had uh somebody ask me the other day oh what console should i buy and you know my first instinct was to tell him none of them because because <laughs> 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 we're gonna get ripped off but basically the question that i asked now when somebody asked me which console to buy is which console do your friends have so That's... would that be your answer yeah, which consoles do they have? Whatever they have, buy that because you're gonna play with them. I have a. I don't. I think. I think PS4 is just like my carte blanche recommendation. Like I, I don't see a scenario where I really like anything the Xbox does more, except for the controller, maybe. What What I'm basing my answer on is not so much on the actual console. Mm-hmm. It's more on the fact that. You know, if they have friends, like this is one of these people who will just buy it for like FIFA and Call of Duty, right? Yeah, yeah. And if they want to play with their friends, then if they buy an Xbox and they have PS4s, then, you know, he's basically not going to get what he wants from his console. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I follow the logic. Like, it definitely, uh, it definitely makes sense to me. I guess what I was getting at is like, I don't like anybody enough. To suggest the Xbox, to buy the Xbox, to play with me. <laughs> um, although, having said that, I, I, mean, I got mankind divided on the If he was a serious Xbox, gamer, so I, I would tell him to just build a PC. But it's just... Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Um, like, I'm to that point where, you know, I don't I don't think I'm going to... Like, I, I'm kind of out of the console thing. Unless they have the really compelling reason for me to spend in the PS4 Pro, it's, you know... You know we've we've talked before about this a lot, but I mean there I still I still enjoy playing a game on the couch. I've logged way more time in Deus Ex than I would have if it was on the PC. Like I, I just wouldn't. Uh... Well, the thing is, my setup I have my I have like my gaming room, mm-hmm. and have my tower PC connected to a TV. Yeah, see, and that's pretty good. Although, so I've been doing a lot with the Steam Link, and I've noticed that when people develop for the PC. They're not super concerned about like font sizes and things like that because they're not planning on you playing it on a TV. They're planning on you playing it on a monitor and your face fucking 10 inches from it. And in my retarded old age, I find that a lot of PC games that I play downstairs in my living room on the Steam Link, I don't have performance issues. I have issues with being able to read them or like focus on them. So, How about like a 50-inch TV? So I don't. Well, I got shitty problems. You know, people talk about like uh, people talk about like field of uh, view in a first-person shooter, and how consoles are like too zoomed in. And even right. on even on some of those, I'm like I'm like leaning forward, being like I can't fucking see anything. 
So old man Jared. Old man Jared, I guess. I gotta go see like maybe, the maybe you just should get glasses like I do. But... I don't want to. I'm already unsexy enough, like to, to toss to toss glasses into the... not that <laughs> not that your glasses are unsexy, Lucio. Some people it's just a natural like they look good in it, but what about just, me? Because you made me with the glasses. I don't really look good in hats and I don't really look good in glasses. So if I go bald and lose my eyesight, I'm pretty much fucked. Like that's just about... the end of me. The, the problem best? is that you're not fucked. That's actually the issue. What about what, Doug? Vests. Do you look good in vests? No, not really. I don't really have a. I don't have a good like vest chest, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know that I ever really anyway. tried too much. I I don't know. Yeah, let. But you know what? Vest chat is over. We'll save that for Did another podcast. J- Jared's uh, fashion sense, Parker, is the most underrated. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> So I feel like we adequately answered that question. I don't know if you guys would agree, but I think I think yeah. we did it. So good job, us. Uh, so top picks are Hoop and Stick, uh, Zone of the Enders for the Game Boy, and and Front Mission Three. Uh, dark Sun, Wake Up the Ravager, and Dark Sun, Dark Dark Suck. <laughs> I don't know dark why. Dark Suck, yes, Dark Suck. And Boktai, the game that you have to play outside because that shit was cool and frustrating, but pretty cool. Uh, what is his second question? He says, "Will you guys ever restock the shirts on your store? I keep checking back, and you never have my size." The store there is. I have a question for you, Parker. What is your size so we can stock it? That's important too. Uh, we will we'll do uh we'll do a blanket restock in November. Um, I shouldn't even really say restock because the store is not even really like launched, but there is a link on our site. So if you if you want to buy shit from us, you can click that link. Um, but we're kind of still working on it a little bit. So it, I, I put it there just as like a placeholder. I didn't really think that many people would go to it. Um, but uh, no, yes, you were wrong. If you give me if you give me a month, I will have your size in stock in the store. Unless your size is like five XL, and then I will not have it, and I will not be able to help you. So. I mean, if your size is five XL, you have other problems. Right. I mean, I don't even really know uh, that you can buy the shirt to begin with. Like, maybe you, you might not be able to click the button. How can your fat fingers type your address? Hey, now, but this isn't a fat shaming podcast. <laughs> now I'm going to feel bad when Parker writes to us and he's like, 6XL, please. <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Does it come in tarp size? <laughs> I'd really... Basically, what I need is a tent with an enemy slime logo. I'll tell you what, if that's what you need, Parker, we'll do it for you. We'll we'll go get like a painter's tarp and we'll just we'll draw the slime no, on no, no. it. We'll get you a cool Moomoo like in that one episode of The Simpsons where Homer got really fat. There you go. Yeah, we'll print it on a Moomoo. Uh, we can, we can like make that. It's a Moomoo full of like new slime logos. I don't know how they'll turn out, but I'm looking right now at hats too. So maybe you can get like yourself a little ball cap. I won't because I look stupid in hats, but... You know, other people, maybe they can enjoy that. So we'll see. I'll get it. I mean, I live in Florida, so I try to do everything that I can to avoid the sun touching me. Exactly. You need a nice hat. Uh, And then his last question, he says, will you be giving away games via the podcast like you did last Christmas? I ask not because I want free games, but because I want to hear more of Jared's phonetic alphabet. (laughs) Uh, We probably will. I, it, it, it kind of remains to be seen what the holiday season looks like and, uh, and you know, just what kind of availability we have. But uh, I imagine we will probably give away a few games like we did last year. So, you know, keep listening to the podcast and we will, we will treat you to some, to some shit like that. 
So, and I think that's it. So we we did it. Good. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for your email. If you would like to follow suit and email us as well, you can do that by opening up your nearest web browser, visiting your favorite email website, and shooting an email to contact at enemyslime.com. We will happily read your message on the air or not, whatever you want. You're the you're you the boss. You can also send us mail. You're the boss of this. You can send us physical mail as well. So yeah, you got a lot of fucking options here. Um, where should we go from here? Let's see. Persona Five released in Japan today. None of us are Japanese, uh, nor have. Although it's not region locked, so you could import it for sure and just deal with the fact that you can't read it. Um, I mean, we have Michael. But it's almost a Michael reader for us. Oh yeah, he wouldn't kill himself at all doing that. Oh, yeah, that sounds like something he would love to do. Uh, they did sell through seventy percent of their original shipment within the first day, so this game is selling very, very well. It may be on track to beat the first game in the series, which sold three hundred ninety thousand copies uh, in Japan. So we'll see if they can replicate that uh, with this. I doubt the game will sell very much in the U.S. People love Persona, but kind of like a lot of the other games we talked about, like it's a little bit of a niche series. So I mean, now I'm definitely getting it. But. I mean, I guess I should say it's bigger now than it probably ever has been in America. It's strange to me that Persona 4 seemed to have been the game that kind of exploded the franchise. Mm-hmm. But it did it like two years after it was released. Yeah, I think it was the uh, I think it was the gold edition on the Vita that really sealed it, which is weird because who has a Vita? Yeah, exactly. So what? But I guess when you're the only game to play on the Vita, that's pretty good. Like to this day, I think it's one of the few full price titles that I own for my Vita. So, I don't know. Good I job. Mean, but yeah, so I think right now, I remember, was Catherine well received? I don't remember really liking it, but um, I don't know. If... I don't think it was like a, a sales driver. Uh, I have a copy of it, so I don't know. I didn't play it very much either. I just bought it for some reason. So I finished it like twice. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm curious about that. I don't think it, I don't think it sold a ton. I think it just did just okay. I don't know. I usually buy the Shin Megami Tensei games anyway, so you know I'll buy it. So, are you are you, uh, are you picking up the new one that just came out today? The the Apocalypse? new version of yeah, I know. I don't understand what it is. Is it just for remade or is it like it's an like add-on a remake it? slash? It's like a remake slash like uh, sequel to four. I own four, and I literally have never put it in my 3ds. I don't. I don't even really know why. I. I don't. I just. I'm scared. I guess. I don't know. Scared you'll love it too much. I think it's the stuff you like. I I don't really know what I like anymore. (laughs) I don't know if I like anything anymore. Sunset. That's that's a well. So we're going to talk about sunset in just a little bit. But uh, why don't we? Why don't we hit on Deus Ex first? Because I'm not caught up to you yet, but Lucio finished the game. Yep. And uh, I was, I just wanted to kind of circle back and touch base with you and just see, A, how you found it. Did you enjoy Deus Ex Mankind Divided? Well, you have to remember that this is the kind of game that kind of hits all of the things that I like. Uh-huh. Like it's a deep RPG with a cyberpunk theme. So, you know, that that goes a long way. Right. Um, I really liked it. I mean, I think it was one of my favorite releases this year. Did you? But man, it has it has problems. 
Did you like it more than Human Revolution? No. Ooh, okay. Even though it has some of the same problems, which is strange. Ah, uh, I mean, it's kind of part of the course, I guess. Uh, so, well, my, my first issue with it... Yeah, tell me your hang-ups. The most annoying one is Square kind of getting in the way of Eidos' development. And it's noticeable. Like, when you get, like, a fucking... Like, you go and you hack into, like, a level 5 security safe and you only get like a fucking triangle for the stupid app that they want you to download. Oh, yeah, yeah. That pisses me off. And I didn't download the app. I'm not going to download the app. But it's like, you know, why? And then, you know, the the whole... So they tell you, oh, you can buy more practices. But man, there's so much practice praxis in the game. Yeah, I was going to say, by the end of the game, you, you you don't need to buy praxis. Like, I'm at the midway point, and I feel like I'm doing fine. Not only that, but like you have to be really, really bad. You don't have enough praxis to max out everything by the end. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing smart and you don't just like allocate points like a fucking moron, um, you have more than enough to make whatever build you want. Well, and you and I are both doing stealth, too. And so, like, there's not... I feel like if you're doing a lethal run, there's a lot of toys for you to buy. And, like, a lot of... But like, not that many, because if you ignore the, the stealth stuff uh, and some of the quality of life... So, I, I got a lot of the, um, you know, oh, this, uh, uh, this add-on lets you breathe poison and this one lets you survive electricity. Mm-hmm. So, if they're ignoring those, then it doesn't really... See, and, like, nope. I, I skipped all the health ones, because the way I'm playing, like, if someone saw me, I fucked up anyway, so. Right, so, like, by, by the end of the game, when I've already maxed out all of the, the stuff that I wanted, I started getting, like, the quality of life stuff, you know. More energy, more health. Um, you know, sure, let's boost my damage absorption, because why not? Even though I usually reset if somebody sees me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely it, it it comes across that way, like what you described, where Idos probably didn't need it, probably didn't even plan to have it in there, and then was kind of told like, "This is what you need to do. Like, you have to include this." And I think I think yeah. they worked around it as best they could. Now that's all that's all us being skeptical to begin with, but that's just kind of my take on it, my guess. That's what it sounds. I mean, it really feels that way. I do like that Idos kind of didn't give in to like the microtransaction bullshit, mm-hmm. and they put you know they just did balance the game for them. So I give kudos on them for that. Um, the game feels <sighs> how can I put it? So the actual gameplay of it feels really good to me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very pleased and very surprised by how well the levels and everything seems to be like planned out mm-hmm. like even um you know places that you go only once uh they, there's many ways to finish every challenge um you know they, there's a bunch of ways to traverse the environment uh they, there's definitely a plus to you know to exploring um everything is very well planned out and then you have like weird like stuff, uh, and it's mostly like plot related, mm-hmm. where it just feels like it's not finished. Like there's, for example, when you go to Golem City, I don't know if you've gone yet. Yeah, yeah, I finished Golem City. But 
a lot of Golem Sirium to me feels like they were planning to add more on it. Mm-hmm. Like make it a but second could... zone, maybe. Right. Instead of just like a Golem City is basically a uh, like a zoo, right? Like you you walk through it and there's just a bunch of stuff to see. There's not really anything to do per se. Exactly. Um, but it, it's the uh, it's like the haunted house segment. But there's a lot of like setup, right? So like I hacked into a computer, and they were talking about this like infant mortality rate and how um, whatever the corporation that was in charge wanted to suppress the results, mm-hmm. and then they put it somewhere. So I kind of followed that breadcrumb trail, and you know I, I hacked into the the locker, and there was nothing there. So my guess is that that was meant to be a mission. Right. So you're wasn't... you're seeing like side missions that just never came to exist basically. Right. Cuz that was how Human Revolution was is you I, I don't remember if there were side missions but you go to these different cities and these different places and it felt a little more robust. It felt like there was more right, to right. do uh in those places. So I I don't know, food for thought, but um, what about? I don't want to get into spoilers, of course, because I'm not I'm not there yet. But uh, you mentioned that you kind of said the same thing everybody else has said, which is that the ending felt very abrupt, if we will. Right. What after ex- after experiencing it? What do you think of that theory that the game was cut into? I think there's some some merit to it. So there's only one hub city, right? Which is Prague, which is very well planned. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I, I really liked what they did with it. But when, um, so when you come from the second place, so you leave, you leave Prague twice, right? For the big missions, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, you come back and they, I'll, I'll try to support it as, as little as I can, but they basically make it so, Moving around Prague is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm to sure. Kind of discourage you. I'm sure I don't have to think very hard to figure out why that might be. I mean, if you went to Golem City, I think you can already figure out what's going on. Um, what's going to happen? Can I can I deviate real fast and just say? Sure. I think it is so fucking annoying how the police stop you all the time. Like the first couple times, I was like, "Oh, that's nice flavor." Like it really adds to like that oppressive. Like, "Oh, hey, we're we're I racist." Think, yeah, I think you're supposed to to feel super annoyed, but well, no, I understand, and I, and I got that. The thing is, like, I got that after two times. I didn't need it for seven more times, you know. <laughs> so it's me. Uh, I, I like the detail. It didn't bother me that much, especially like towards uh, the the last few times, Jensen starts being kind of a dick. I also I wasn't paying attention at one point and I rode on the people train. They did not like that. <laughs> they they, they, uh, they I, I didn't try that actually. That's a pretty cool detail. Yeah, uh, so whenever you get on the train, you know how like there's always that black guy and that right. white guy that are there? Mm-hmm. And they're just they're just riding the subway forever, no matter what train you get <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, and there. the chick that's that's like against the wall. So when you get on the people train, they they're they're not there. Because it's people, and there's a mother and a daughter, and the mother just gives you, like, dirty looks for the entire ride. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great detail. I, I didn't actually try that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even really realize there was a difference. I just ran... I, I was like, I don't want to walk all the way to the end of the station, so I just used the first one. And then, then when I finally got there and the cop yelled at me, I turned around and saw that there's, like, a sign that says, Ogs, Ogs use this one or whatever, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> So it was kind of interesting. 
So anyway, like towards the end of the game, they kind of uh, make it a pain in the ass for you to move around Prague to kind of force you to go into the the end game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get a couple of cutscenes, and then you go to a different stage. Um, you fight the boss, the one boss battle, which by the way was great, uh, well, really well done. Oh, really? That's good to hear. Um, so th- there's some a bunch of ways that you can take him out. And um, if you want to, in another podcast where we're not spoiling everything and you've finished it, we can like compare notes on how. Yeah, my hope is that I'll have it done this weekend. But um, once um, you know, once you beat them, you kind of find out who the boss, the, the real like bad guys are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jensen is all like, I'm going to go get them. Mm-hmm. With like his weird, like, not really Batman voice. And uh, it ends. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Bringing the fight to them. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't ask for this. And I mean, again, I don't want to spoil anything. We kind of did, but um, it, I'm assuming this is the the group that you see at the very beginning of the game. Um, right. Who I'm assuming I'm probably not going to see for the rest of Mankind Divided until like the credits roll, basically. Yep. Great. So. Uh, one of the things that I like now you're talking about that is um, they they have this um, dialogue part where you know you met the uh, the the weird like fringe newspaper right? Uh, yeah, Salazdat or whatever I forget what they're called, but Samistan. 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 Yeah, those guys. Uh, so when you go back the third time, there's a, like a final mission for them. Mm-hmm. And um, you meet like their best writer and the writer is like every conspiracy that um, that she guessed in the past 50 years has been correct. Well, except the one for the with the aliens. Um, and if you play the first Deus Ex, you know, you break into Area 51 and there's aliens. So, you know, there's, there's oh, kid yeah. stuff like that, too. I forgot about that. That shit's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, which is kind of weird to me. Like that's one of those things that, like, the game, like I said, in other ways, it feels like kind of sloppy. So, like, when uh, Jensen, who is fighting the fucking Illuminati, uh, <laughs> meets the people in Samstag, he treats them like they're crazy, like conspiracy theorists, even though they're kind of right about everything. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's stuff like that that is like. Why, why are you judging them, man? You, you're fighting the Illuminati. Did you do the side mission where you talk to the billboard? Yes. Okay, yeah. That was one where um, I didn't... Like, I when, when she turns into, like, the person that she is... So, basically, it's a side mission in the game where you meet someone who was in the original game. Uh, yep. Kind of-ish. But I didn't remember her really like I, I i recognized her they were talking as though they knew each other but i had to look her up on the wiki because i just have that shitty of a memory i guess but i don't know really i was she super important in human revolution i just remember yes. is she a robot what is she she's an ai man i just i don't know why i uh, remember that game so badly i i don't know if it was like a just a, a turbulent time in my life or something, but uh, it just has not stuck with me like at all. Like you were talking about Malik and I was like, Malik. <laughs> right. How she's done in the game. They don't even mention her existence because you could either kill her or not, which is interesting because 
if the next game is going to be so kind of like the second half of this one, there is there are some pretty important characters that can die. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I'll just do so, it Telltale style. Anybody who's not dead, they'll just kill him right at the beginning of the game. That's probably what this was going to happen. Something that I don't know this is going to do that with something they did with Malik, where like, even though she she was important for Jensen to want to save her, they never like mention her. Or I mean, they can always take the Mass Effect Three approach, where like you get to the miss, mission for the Genophage, and it's like, oh, what's that? You accidentally got Morden Solus killed. Well, don't worry, it's me, Gordon Bolus, and I'm here to help. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they could do shit like that. It's Malika. It's Malika and uh, Davida Serifa. <laughs> yeah, that's just bad. I didn't. Do um, that. I didn't do that very good. But you know, another thing I mean. that bothers me. Uh, I don't, well, actually, I wouldn't say it bothers me, but I'm of two minds about it. So there's a one point where you have to choose between two missions, and if you do one, you close out of the other. Mm-hmm. And the consequence for that is basically who dies. Uh, in the ending, okay, uh, and I did both. Uh, like is I did it, both both roads. I I want to make predictions here because I'm pretty sure I know who who the two people who could die are. It seems really okay. obvious. Um, but no, whatever. Sure. I'd, I'd, I'll ask you after we're recording. I don't All right. want, I don't want to ruin everything, but I'm pretty sure I know who they are. Um, so you know you you have to choose between doing one of the two missions. Uh, the consequences of the missions aren't apparent at the moment that you are making the decision, which I kind of like, actually. Um, but uh, those two missions are two of the most fun missions in the whole fucking game. Oh, really? So it's kind of like if you're just playing the game through once and you didn't do what I did, which was create a save point right before, and then do both paths, um, it's, you know, you kind of miss out. And I kind of like that they're trying to do the whole consequences thing, and having your you know decisions have meaning and not, and ha- not having all you just that. pick the ending of your choosing, right? But um, it's also kind of fucked up that they stop content. Yeah, I I, I get that. I, I definitely get that. I guess but, they assume know, they probably assume you're you're gonna play the game, you know, twice anyway if you like it that much because right. you're you're gonna do a stealth run and then you're gonna do a lethal run, right? At least that's the uh-huh. idea. I had a question for you, actually, regarding that. You made a comment a little while ago that you had fucked up your uh, your non-lethal run. Um, I thought I did, but I, but I got the trophy anyway. But okay, go ahead. Because well, that was basically what I was going to ask you. Is like, what happened that made you think that that you had uh, messed it up? I mean, I know I know I fucked up, but I guess it didn't count. Who? What? What happened? So I was, you know, the the mission where you're supposed to sneak into the train station. Uh, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So what happened is, I was sneaking and I was kind of like hanging out uh, in the final area where there's a big puddle of water and the guy in the super exosuit. Mm-hmm. And there was um, this path I followed where. There was this weird switch, and I turned it on. You turned on electricity. And I noticed that it was electricity, and I turned it off. Mm-hmm. So then I, I go down. Uh, you know, I, I got everything. I'm escaping. I noticed that there's, like, um, like the guy in the suit is, like, down. Uh, and I didn't think anything of it. And I just 
went and I did another like side mission. And then I, five hours later, I went to the police station and Miller was like, what the fuck, man? You, you can't just go around killing cops. He did, he did that know? to me, too, though. And I'm real confident I didn't kill anybody. But so I, I think it was, might have been just one of those weird. Maybe he's just like a shopkeeper who's like, "You didn't buy anything. I can't believe yeah, it." Yeah, exactly. Even like, you spent like five thousand dollars. Right. There, like I said, like in some ways, the game feels very unfinished, and that's maybe one of them. Yeah, that is that is kind of strange. Um, I also wonder if environmental kills just don't count in general, because um, I purchased like the robot hacking and the turret hacking. And I want to I want to turn them on so they kill bad guys, but I don't want to get the killing people, you know, uh, mark against me. So, right. Well, I never turned that one off, but uh, it is it is really useful to turn them off. I wish the game had like a stats thing, so I could see. You know how a lot of games have like, yeah. Here's how many people you killed. Here's how long you've been playing. And again, they made the uh, the takedown super like brutal. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure some of those people died. Yeah, that's true. It's they're they're very like Batman style, where it's like, oh, that guy's never walking again. Oh yeah, uh, especially There's one where like he he kind of punches them up and then like uh-huh. dunks them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one. <laughs> that person is not getting up again. My favorite, again, my favorite ones are the ones where he like slams them in the face because they all have like facial animations where you can watch like the just like look of sheer retardation as he like smacks the last brain cells that they have out of their ears. Um, and I, especially in the, uh, in the segment that I just did in Golem city uh, with the resistance with arc, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys aren't guys at all. They're women. And you just, you don't care. <laughs> you just beat the yeah. ever loving shit out of them just as hard as you would uh, to a dude like they they really get it like jensen does not care he's equal opportunity beat downer he is he, yeah, he, he does not he, go easy he's a anybody. modern man yeah everybody everybody gets it when jensen's around um on that point um we um you know there's a one like takedown where you like punch him in the throat and they fall with clutching their throat uh-huh i don't think that's not little I maybe not. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Um, like they don't look like they are fainting. They look like they're, they're dying because you just crushed their trachea. Trachea. I am worried. Uh, I I had like so you run into a lot of situations in this game where you'll come around a corner and there will be two guards and it's a tricky situation. But if you get close to them, they'll have a little conversation and then they'll walk off. Right? Like they'll separate mm-hmm. and then you can go in and, and do your stealth stuff. I watched one of those once. And one of the guards leaves, but was obviously supposed to be up a floor or like to go up a floor. But when he reached the the uh, ladder, he just like shot up into space and just like left the map entirely. <laughs> and I the am guard went back to his home planet. I, I am kind of worried that I killed him, <laughs> and I have no way of verifying that. Uh, but there's no yeah, way. Yeah, no, I watched no him. I watched him again. go through that ceiling. There's no way he lived through that. He's, he's gone. <laughs> he went back to his whole planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like I said, there's a lot of stuff here that's very sloppy. You know, like the dialogue is one of those things. And it really bothers me when like you go to a shopkeeper and, you know, you spend like you said $5,000 and they're like, ah, oh, you fucking ox, you never buy anything. 
Yeah, what are you talking about, you asshole? Yeah, like there's there's some guys who like I've cleaned out almost, and they're like, "Stop wasting my time." It's like, yeah, okay, well, whatever. Yeah. So you know, like it's in some in in some instances it's really good, and in some ways it's kind of there's little little pieces of polish that it could have used, right? That would have probably gone um, a long way. Yeah, I, I definitely see that for sure. But it's probably you know one of my favorite games this year. Do you think? Um, do you think it'll reappear in January when we do Game of the Year? I think it might, especially this year, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The odds are good right now. Yeah. Um, so far, it's competing with like Overwatch and like XCOM Two. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll circle around and visit it just one more time after I finish it, but probably not for very long. I think we've been pretty thorough about it. Um, I do want to spend some time talking about another game that uh, came out today, actually. And uh, I got a press release for it, and I was like, this sounds interesting. So I reached out and got a key, and uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> okay. This is a... Uh, I take it as game of the year? This is a game... Okay, well, so let me kind of... Let me try and explain here a little bit. Um, you guys... What, what do you know about Mirror Moon? Uh, that Jason, Jason loves it. Okay, so that's pretty much the knowledge there. But you guys didn't really see it or anything like that, right? I saw the pictures that you guys put on. Right. On okay. The site. Okay. So I mean, I pretty your teleplay. <laughs> pretty basic little uh, little game. Um, here's the thing: I probably wouldn't have bought this game. Well, not bought, but I probably wouldn't have requested a key for this game had I known it was from the makers of Mirror Moon. Um, ah. because it's definitely uh, an art kind of game and it's in it's the bad kind of art game like Sunset so first of all I guess let me say this I feel like at least I, and maybe I'm just thinking too highly of myself here I like to think that I have an open enough mind that I can appreciate an art game or an experimental game something that's non-standard um, I like to think that maybe I'm wrong Maybe I'm just super uh, far off, but the idea here in Wheels of Aurelia, Aurelia, I believe that's it, uh, is you are, it's an isometric, uh, they call it a racing game, but that's being very generous. But you're in a car, basically, and you're driving up, it's not the Amalfi Coast, but it's like the, that's the name of the road is Aurelia. You're, you're, you're driving up the coast of Italy, basically, and you're driving to France, and you, on either side of the screen, you can see your avatar, and you're like this kind of like tough-looking uh, woman, and then you can see your passenger's avatar, and your passenger will rotate throughout the game. And uh, as you drive, your passenger will talk to you, and you can press the up and down arrow keys to choose how you respond to them. And it, I already hate this game, but go on. It's so strange. Uh, so the idea is the game can be played in 15 minutes, but it has 16 different possible endings that you can get. So you would need to play the game 16 times in order to see everything. Um, and so what varies or what differs is what passengers you decide to pick up. You'll run into like a lot of hitchhikers along the way and, uh, and things like that. Um, but I guess let me... Where do I begin with the problems here? There's a couple. One <laughs> is that the tone is all over the place. And there's a lot of things that your passengers want to talk about that are just like completely not earned at all. So every time you start the game, you have the same passenger, and her name is Olga. And you and Olga met in a uh, disco the night before, 
or a couple days ago, and uh, you have decided to bring her along with you on your road trip to France. Uh, you're going to France. At the first at the first stop that you get to, no matter what stop it is, you can dr- you can choose to drive a couple different places. But at the first stop, Olga reveals to you that she's pregnant and she's going to France because she's going to get an abortion. And that's when you let bo- Olga bitch. out of the car. This is and like, like like it's already. Listen, Olga, it, it's all good, but like that's too much information. This is already like pretty heavy shit, though, right? Like we just right. we just met at a disco. And uh, you really shouldn't be coming with me to France. But now on top of it, you're telling me that you're getting an abortion. Uh, And she asks you, like, what you think of abortions and, like, whether or not it's true that the baby goes to hell. And, like, she... She asks some pretty deep questions that I just don't. You're laying way too much on me. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel like a lot of it is appropriate. Like it seems. And then, and then, worst of all, uh, the first ending I got, uh, you get like three stops in, and you have a little scare where Olga starts to not feel very good and needs to go to the hospital. So you drive her to the hospital, and uh, after you get there and have her little scare, she tells you that she doesn't want you to leave and she wants to keep the baby, and the two of you will raise it together. And you leave, of course. No, that's the ending. The two of you raised the baby together. That's okay, you just no, met Olga. this person? I, I met her like yep. a couple days ago, yeah. And then it like... In a disco. And then it cuts to, it cuts to like, you know, a, a little... Every ending has like two art pieces that they've drawn of like a countryside or something like that. And then a little paragraph will appear to be like, Lel and Olga raised the child for 14 years and the child was born to be a butcher and blah, 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 blah. And uh, it's it's so it's so strange. It's just kind of out of nowhere. Like we, hello, we just met, and now we have. There's. I'll I'll tell you some other weird ones. Um, and I'll tell you one of my big problems with this game. You guys remember in Sunset how I told you about that playthrough I did where I never left the elevator, right? And the guy in Sunset like fell in love with me anyway because that game has no logic built into it to tell what you're doing. This game has the same problem. There's an achievement in it where it asks you, it doesn't ask you, but it tells you to basically uh, drive without saying anything. So silence is always an option in this game. Almost always. You can choose, uh, you can choose dot, dot, dot. And usually whatever the character was trying to say to you, they'll just drop it. They just, they'll, they'll move on to the next subject in a few minutes. So I decided to play a match where I never said anything to anyone. And uh, I wound up switching Olga out uh, for this guy who is a ex race car driver named Gorilla, and he is now an ex con. His racing career kind of fell through. He's now an ex con, and as you're driving him around, he will frequently ask you to stop at a bank. Well, I don't know if you guys could. <laughs> I don't know if you guys could figure out why he would want to stop at a bank. He needs to make a withdrawal. <laughs> so the first time this starts to happen, I'm he's, talking he's apologizing. to apologizing. The first time it starts to happen, because I met him once before, I, I kind of just avoided the subject every time he brought it up. He'd be like, stop at a bank. And I'd say to him, like, why? You got to deposit a check? And then later on, he'd see another bank. He'd be like, stop at that bank. And I'm like, man, you must have a lot of money and just never stopped at the bank, basically. Um, but this playthrough, I decided not to say anything. So every time he said stop at the bank, I just picked dot, dot, dot. The same thing basically happens. We never wind up stopping at the bank because I, I never tell him sure. Um, but then I get to his stop and uh, he tells me that we need to steal a car. And I'm like, we just robbed a bank. 
we ha- I can't steal a car. That'll make things even worse. But the thing is, is we didn't rob a bank. But the game doesn't have the logic built into it to know that. It just assumes hmm. that since I drove to this stop, I must have robbed a bank somewhere along the way. Uh, and so I had this like big run from the police that that never actually happened. Like There was no reason for the police to chase me. We didn't rob a bank, but the game thought we did. Uh, so it's that kind of shit. And uh, yeah. ev- every time you restart the game, Olga is in your car. And every time, like, it was cute doing this whole, like, abortion thing a couple times. But after, like, the fourth or fifth playthrough, I'm like, shut up. No one cares. And you can't skip the conversations. You just have to play to the point where you can finally swap her out for someone else. And most of the ways you swap her out are really shitty. You usually just decide to leave her while she's using the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just odd I'll, I'll tell you one more uh, so this this game takes place in Italy in 1978 and it is uh, one of the big things that I think is cool about the game is it's very concerned about history uh, and so there's a lot of talk about the president I forget his name already but at the time Mussolini no it's not Mussolini at the time in Italy they had a president who was not very well loved, and he was kidnapped by a rebel group and assassinated. Um, oh, Chef Boyardi. That's the one, Chef Boyardi. Um, so there's some point where you pick up a priest who's going to see his mother, and he just casually, if you drive to the right place, he just like casually mentions to you that he knows where the president is. And so you guys decide to go rescue the president. And then in the ending... Uh, it just, it, it follows history. The president gets assassinated. And it's just like, they didn't rescue the president after all. <laughs> That's just the ending. It's so strange. Okay. It's so weird. There's a, there's a guy that you race. Uh, and he, uh, he, he just like, he walks up to you at a stop. And he's like, hey, ladies. And before you can even say anything else, you, say, you, you just say like, what do you want, prick? And he's like, I want to race. And so the two of you race for pink slips. And um, you'd have to be so dumb to lose to him. Race is being really generous. It puts another car on the road. And if the car gets to the stop before you, then so be it. The game has no real physics to speak of. You can't crash. If you hit another car, they'll just honk. And uh, and then you keep driving. Um, there's no physics with the guy you're racing. So you can't like run him off the road or bump him into anything or anything like that. But uh, after you're, if you beat him in the race, after you beat him, you accuse him of being a fascist, and Olga notices, Olga notices that he has a gun, and he leaves, and you decide that you need to chase him down and turn him into the police. That's a really smart idea. And so you, <laughs> and so you do that. Right. And I didn't, I didn't get to the part where I actually catch up to him because I made a wrong turn somewhere, and Olga turned me into the paparazzi. But uh, that bitch. What? I know, because it turns out the the overarching story to your character. I'm telling this in such a terrible way, uh, but the overarching story to your character is you were kidnapped. That's like your backstory. You were kidnapped years earlier and held captive for like years, and you're driving to France to confront one of your former kidnappers who you found. But you just keep getting sidetracked by like going to rescue the president. Or robbing a bank <laughs> that you didn't rob, or chasing down <laughs> fascist terrorists. That's, that's that's why you got kidnapped. You just that sounds like a normal week attention. for me. 
Yeah, I mean, every, every, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I know you got to keep it interesting. Nobody wants to see an ending where you just become a lesbian and raise a child with a woman you just met. But, uh, I mean, that's in there. So obviously they found time for it. A lot, yep. of, a lot of times you'll get other people's, uh, cars. Like if you beat that guy in the race, you get his car. And so you'll unlock these cars so you can drive them at the beginning. But it doesn't change your passengers. It doesn't change the order that anything happens in. It really just changes the speed that you go in. And sometimes it changes the comments that you make. So if you're driving the van, you, you won't make a comment about how you're two girls in a sports car. But if you drive the sports car, you'll, you'll have a dialogue option like that. Um, it's, it's uh, I don't know. It's weird because it has, I've Googled it, it has a lot of love online. Like, people, I was looking at this big NeoGAF cool. thread, and people love this game. Oh, uh, NeoGAF. Okay, never mind. And uh, I guess it appeared on Giant Bomb pretty early on in the year, and a lot of people put it on Game of the Year lists. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. Is it just because I don't appreciate art? Is that what it is? I mean, it's, we're usually the odd man owl when it comes to the kind of game. I guess anyway. so. I mean. Like, we don't, we want our games to have a game. See, I like to think that I don't feel that way, though. Like, uh, I think uh, I think it's Dunkey. Dunkey did a video not that long ago for his PAX coverage, and he talked a lot about how, like, a lot of games this year weren't even games. He talked about Uncharted 4 that, you know, is kind of more cinematic than game, and he talked about Inside, which, you know, oh, no, you, really... you, you play it, but, but there's not really a lot happening there. And I like both those games, and I, a lot of what I like about them is that they're not really, like, game-ish, per se. Um... So, I mean, that's not so much an issue for me. It's just, like, none of what is happening here is earned. Kind of like all of Sunset, for example. Right. Like, Sunset had technical problems, but its bigger issues are just, like, the story doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, but only besides that, it's... What I'm talking about it being a game is, you know, like I said in in, uh, the review for That Dragon Cancer is they at least try to make it somewhat interactive mm-hmm. beyond just you sitting around clicking through to like dialogue. Right. Uh, and I feel a lot of these games just don't do that. Yeah, I, uh, I think that I, I get that. That's, that's fair. There is more to do in this than there is in mirror moon for sure. Uh, so I mean, credit where credit is due, but uh, it, it is not. Uh, I, I just, I've tried my best to explain the story to you, and if it feels disjointed and weird, that's because it's disjointed and fucking weird. It's very strange. Yeah. It doesn't really help that a lot of these people uh, kind of have their head up their own ass and they don't understand, you know, like, story and stuff. I will say this about the developers. They are very active on forums that are talking about their game, and they come across as very, very nice guys. Um, Well... But, I mean, that, you know, that only gets you so far. Like, I feel bad that I really, really don't like their game. Um, I, I hate when that happens that you, like, meet a really, like, nice developer and, you know, that they seem like normal, you know, really cool guys and that they're doing something that they really believe in and then there's something they're doing isn't good. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, our job is to tell people how we found the game. That's true. And, and you know what? This probably is for someone. It obviously is, because there's a whole NeoGAF thread and a bunch of people on Giant Bomb think it's Game of the Year material. So uh, maybe it's totally for someone, but it is definitely not for me. 
and it the writing is like super stilted and the story doesn't make any sense most of the time and um yeah so i mean but if if that sounded like your jam definitely give it a try i guess i it's pretty short so that's an upside i've played about two hours of it i'll probably post a review sometime tomorrow uh because i've just about i've gotten pretty far just by doing that i'm not going to get all 16 endings i can't bring myself to do it it is way too boring there's no way so anyway that's what we got there um God, I guess we're probably over on time now. Um, Doug, any comments? Doug, what do you think? What do you think? I think you just don't get it. Is that what it is? I'm really wondering. Yeah. Do I just not get it? You're just you're not you 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 think you're so smart, but apparently you're not because you don't get art. I'm just a big old dummy, Doug. What's the best art game you've ever played? Uh, that is an easy question to answer. <laughs> Front Mission 3. <laughs> and yeah. No, not Front Mission 3. It's uh It's that one game, Lords of the Fallen. Oh yeah, that's our that's art house for sure. Cuz <laughs> it wasn't a good game, but at least it was art. I thought you were going to say Dinner Date. God no. <laughs> <laughs> not Dinner even Date was joke. was cancer in game form. <laughs> not even as a joke. Dinner Date never once. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hit this old dusty trail then. Um, if you enjoyed our program today, you should go check out our website, enemieslime.com. You should subscribe to us on iTunes or Android, the Google Play Store, whichever one you consume your podcast through. We're also available on your favorite social media like Facebook and Twitter. We are at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And uh, I think with that, we are probably out. Yay, out. We did it, another week.